2: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
2: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Speak ill of the dead. Dying does not make you exempt from criticism. Welcome back to Spirit Box Radio. Well, faithful listeners, we're on a little excursion tonight. I hope that's all right. Not that you have much choice in this or any, really. You listen, I speak and will be heard. That's how it goes. There's something incredible about the sea at night, don't you think? I'd like to spend some proper time at the beach in the day sometime, I think. I'd like that. Maybe go somewhere warm. Kitty and Indy were just in Tahiti last time I heard. It's beautiful there from the pictures she's shown me. Although Indy is a bit miffed about the drizzle. Oliver pointed out we could just go and visit them, but I'm trying not to overstep any boundaries. I do that a lot, I think. Even though I try my best not to. I just... Yeah. We could go anywhere we want. Any time we want. Sometimes we'll do something wacky like go for lunch in Italy or drinks in Argentina but last time we tried to go somewhere like that the restaurant Oliver wanted to go to turned out to have been shut for 25 years. Honestly, mostly we just stay at home. Oliver goes to work. I read. Sometimes I go for walks. I wonder sometimes about like maybe getting a real job or something. But I never went to school and... Even if I did, I wouldn't remember most of it. I have no qualifications. I don't even know, like, maths, which, ugh. You'd think if Madame Marie was so bothered about me not getting into arcanism, she'd have set it up so I don't have at least one other thing that I could do. But no, no. And you know what? Madame Marie was wrong about a lot of things, but maybe there was something she was right about and I should have stayed away from the stuff at all costs. But honestly, What the hell else is there for me to do? (laughs) Maybe I could start a cat sanctuary. Sorry for being maudlin, I just... It's been a week, you know? Actually, I feel like I've been having a week for about two and a half years at this point. Since Madame Marie disappeared. Maybe since before that. Only I never really thought about it. I just did as I was told and daydreamed and wished and hoped. The world was so small then. This show felt like the only thing in the universe. All I wanted was to be involved. I was so excited when Em let me start doing the P.O. Box stuff. I was happy being the P.O. Box boy. But now she had to go and die like an idiot. She just keeps being dead, you know? Ingra and Bliss, they keep being dead too. I know it sounds daft, faithful listeners, but it just doesn't seem like many people I know stay dead, or at least not that dead. It's different with Ingra, I think. I can sort of feel the way the threads fray, the place I let them go. With Bliss, it's more like this sudden strange jerk. I can't even see the end of it, it's just a sudden and awful lurch in the wrong direction. And then there's Anne. There's a place she should be, and it screams. It's not even because I miss her, it's just this void, this gaping absence that almost threatens to pull things in after it. Like a car's dashboard with the radio ripped out. Like a smash mirror with the fragments wedged into the edge of the frame. I can't look at it too long or it starts to feel like I'm gonna jump in. Anyway, we're not really here to reminisce. This isn't just any beach, it's real beach in North Wales. Less than 10 miles from Disseth and Bainmouth Road, the place where I was born, the spot I keep returning to. We're here because of the library. See, the thing is, I have to know. I have to understand what it is. I can't just let it be, you know? Someone sent this message on the forums. I'm new here so forgive me if I use the wrong words for things. A friend of mine is really into witchcraft and stuff, and has been listening on and off for a while, and she's the one that told me to come here. I used to work at Real Library about five or six years ago, and it's pretty common knowledge in our friend group that I quit because some weird stuff went down. Firstly, I want to say that I really liked my job and the library, and I really think that it's a super important place, and I was really sad to go, but it was like once the first thing happened, it kept happening again and again like the more I worried that something strange was going to go down, the more likely it was that it would. I'd got the job after I dropped out of uni, and I was really glad to have found something that at least tangentially lined up with my interests. It's not the best-funded library in the world, and because the council is always looking for ways to cut corners, it's become a hub for people looking for support from council services, which had upset a lot of the old guard staff and patrons, as it significantly changed the library's vibes. In my opinion, though, It's important that community spaces serve their community, and even though the Real Library wasn't ideal and could have used a lot better funding to improve its facilities, it was still at least very useful to people. Sure, some patrons would kick off when they came in and stuff, but really those people were in the minority, and they were mostly just stressed and upset, so it's not really their fault. I'd been working there for about nine months when stuff started getting strange for me. It was the night of the Christmas party, We'd all gone out to a restaurant a bit further down the coast, and those of us that weren't really sloshed by the end of that wandered into Rill proper to go to a few pubs before heading home. I lived just outside of Rill, and I was drunk enough that at the end of the night, the fact that it was only a couple of degrees over freezing wasn't enough to deter me from saving the taxi fare and walking home. Again, because I was kind of drunk, I decided that rather than walking along the objectively faster route across town, I would walk along the promenade and look at the sea a bit on my way home. I had my headphones in there was a whipping wind but all in it was pretty nice and then as I passed the shopping center that's right next to the little back road that the library stands on I saw the glow of lights coming from the library's small glass paneled foyer I stopped at the end of the road thinking no that can't be right we're always really careful to make sure everything is shut off and shut down before we go home but I could see it the bright light from the foyer I didn't have the keys on me, and Jeff, who did have the keys, was going to need several hours in bed before he could even think about getting in the car to bring them to me based on the state which he'd left the dinner table. He didn't even make it to the first pub. There was no way for me to fix the problem, so I'm not sure what I thought I was going to do by walking up to the doors. The last thing I thought would happen was that they'd slide open, like it was the middle of the day, not two in the morning. That I'd walk across the carpet and see a woman behind the front desk, who I'd never seen before. In other letters I've seen about the library, you all said she was really old, and she was, but there was something strange about it. She was frail and thin, and her skin was loose and wrinkled, yes, but it wasn't the way elderly people's skin usually wrinkles. There weren't laughter lines and creases round her eyes, there wasn't that sense of a slow decline, a body well used, moving through time. No. It was more like her skin was trying to leave her, like it didn't quite fit. She pointed at the desk, at a pile of books, only they weren't anything like the books the library usually stocks. It was strictly popular new releases and classics, with only a few things in between, and nothing was kept on the shelf if the cover had gone past a certain point of scruffiness. There was a the reference section upstairs which had a few older volumes, and in the little museum up there there were a few old local history books, but that was it. The pile of books this old librarian was pointing at were not only old, but they looked expensive. The covers were bound in soft well-treated leather, the spines were hand-sewn, and none of them had titles. I opened one and found the texture of the pages strange. They were thick, grainy under my fingertips, but also faintly translucent. The typeface was small, cramped, uneven in the way that old presses sometimes make it. I asked what they were but the librarian just shook her head and pointed across the room to the stairs up to the landing. She said, put them in the reading room. I was really confused. We do not have a reading room upstairs at Rill Library. I didn't know what to do, so I just sort of left. I know that sounds really mad, but I was still kind of drunk and it just seemed like the best option, so I turned around and walked right out. When I showed up for work the next Monday morning, everything was completely fine and normal. I asked around, but nobody else had any idea what I was talking about except one colleague who swears that this old lady used to work at the front desk who he sometimes sees come in and sit down, like she still works there, even though it's got to be at least a decade since she did. For a few weeks, nothing until what happened. It was just standard library stuff, and I almost completely forgot about it all. Then one day I nipped out to lunch, and when I came back, something felt... off. The whole place seemed kind of... I don't know how to explain it. It was like everything had been moved just a little, but enough to throw off my orientation. And there was this strange smell, mildewy almost. I walked over to the front desk, and there it was, the same pile of strange books I'd seen the night after the Christmas party. I walked out right away, and when I walked in a second time, it was all back to normal. It smelled its normal, not that pleasant smell. The stack of books were gone, and everything seemed in its right place. That same thing happened a few more times over the next few months, where I'd walk in and find everything had shifted. And every time I'd just leave the moment I walked through the doors and smelled it. And every time when I walked back inside, everything would be fine again. And then one day it happened, and I heard someone scream. It was an awful sound, almost inhuman the desperate, gargling nature of it. I heard a scream, and then a wet, guttural thwack. It came from upstairs. Before I knew what I was doing, I was at the top of the staircase, facing down what should have been an empty wall, a wall that could not have had a door in it, because all there was on the other side was a twelve-foot drop to the car park. But there was a door, a red door. On it, an iron placard that said, reading room. The door was standing ajar. The floor was wet. I stepped closer. It was covered in water, water dappled with rapidly expanding droplets of red. The smell of meat was overwhelming. I stepped closer to the side so I could see further into the room and hanging from a hook, sticking out from under a pile of books, was a piece of meat. The longer I looked, the more sure that I was, that it was human. I turned on my heel and ran. I handed in my notice the next day. I spent the last few years trying really hard to forget about it. I was half convinced I'd been having some kind of mental break, but then my friend who listens to the show mentioned the other day that someone had seen the same thing. She told me to come on here and tell you all it had happened to me too. So there it is. I hope that helps. So yeah. Here we are. Real library. I don't know. Looks pretty normal to me from the outside, except that it's definitely open, even though it's gone three in the morning. So it definitely shouldn't be. There's not enough information in any of the accounts we have to draw any conclusions about what it is exactly that triggers the library to go into its alternative arcane state. But it does figure that it would show itself to me, doesn't it? (laughs) Scourge. Guess again. Oh, Strife. It's you. What do you want? I'm kind of busy right now. I know. Come to look at an arcane library? Why do you care?
2: plenty of reasons for a thing such as myself to take an interest in the comings and goings of a thing such as you
0: you're not really in the habit of dropping in though
2: no, but there's been a change in the arcane noise around you, hasn't there? no (laughs) no need to be modest there's an abundance of strife surrounding you (sighs) right are you going to go inside? yeah,
0: I am Are you coming? Why not? There are more of them here than they said in the letters. They said there were one or two patrons, but there's, like, at least 50 people here.
2: Maybe they can't see the whole of it, like you and I.
0: But why are they all here? Everyone who's written in about the library just went inside and left fine. So many people get out, so why are these ones stuck?
2: Because they have nowhere else to go. There's so much potential in a place like this. But all these people, they've fallen on hard times. And now this is the only place that they can be. They came looking for help and shelter. Now they're
0: trapped. And what about her? Oh, the librarian? (laughs) She's trapped too. You could sound a little less pleased.
2: It's a nebulous thing hate that trickles down into places like this. I normally taste things more violent and visceral but it's here and it's old.
0: Is it an arcane artifact or not?
2: Oh, it is. But they're more complex than you're giving them credit.
0: Uh, You're not helping.
2: I never claimed I would.
0: You're so annoying. You're just like Scourge. (laughs) Is that so? Yes, it is so. To the reading room.
2: You understood it?
0: Yeah, just told us to go upstairs to the reading room. Weren't you listening?
2: Apparently not. Okay. You don't seem scared.
0: I'm our parent. Worst she could do is kill me, and that doesn't seem to stick. (laughs) Fair point. It's here. Like they all said a red door with words in metal can smell it too. The meat smell. Oh. Oh no. Oh. Their parts have been... ...separated. And then... ...shelved. Yeah, I understand. I just don't... ...understand they want it to be read. I, I don't I, nobody wants this. Who would want this? You must admit that
2: there's an elegance to it. These people came here misunderstood and now here they are like open books.
0: You're pissing it off. Shut up. There are other things in here too. Books. Actual books. I met Donnie Pitt at the edge of the river when all hope was lost. Donnie Pitt? That's one of the names people call the man in the flat cap. I saw him in the morning when the sun had barely risen and I knew he'd come to claim me. He followed us down the path to the sea. I met him in the dark of the city and it was like someone had turned the rest of the world off. I found him in the corner of an old bookshop. I met him in the library. Oh my god, it's all encounters with the man in the flat cap. This one's the same this one too it's all of them isn't it answer me what is this place well obviously it's a library but what is it for it just is what the hell is that supposed to mean I could cross reference this with the stuff that that archivist Jay showed me last year asking what they think but (laughs) I can't do that because you killed them (laughs)
2: Not by myself. I had help.
0: That's why you did it, isn't it? So I wouldn't be able to check.
2: To cause strife.
0: You're unbearable. Librarian, what else is there? What the hell is that supposed to mean? A little bit of everything. Wait. A little bit. Deal. It's an account of me. On the day the deal was made, the name was chosen from the words of power known to the one who walks here and there and... Wait. Wait, what's happening? The words, they're... They're bleeding. Stop. I can't read it. Stop it. No, no. It's you, isn't it? Strife.
2: I don't know what you could possibly me.
0: Stop this. Stop it right now. It's
2: not me, little bit. Enough!
0: <sighs> what? What did you just... Get out! <sighs> Gladly. What? What is it? You're, you're stuck here? How? How can I help you? Just tell me how and I'll do it like with the thing the witches in Salem made, but I can't. There's too much information here. I, I can't. But I also just, I can't just leave you here. Not if you're going to keep eating people like this. Not if I can stop it. Ugh. I see you. I see you. Okay, I hear you. I understand. I know what you are, and I know what you've done, and it's not your fault, all right? Just, just listen to me. Just by the power vested in me as heir apparent I bind you to me do you accept do you accept I might be sick. No, no, it's passing. It's passing. Uh, Gross. Shit. I just like absorbed that. What? What the hell? Uh what do I do? What do I do? Uh um Ugh Oh, Julius. Julius!
1: When you said you'd call me, I thought you meant on the phone, not summoning me to manifest or whatever this is. Uh, sorry, I'm uh, I'm not really thinking clearly.
0: A lot going on. Uh, can you help me? Last time we spoke, I told you about the library I was pretty sure was an arcane artifact. The one that was eating people.
1: I remember. Uh,
0: well, uh, I've managed to get rid of it. Kind of. Maybe.
1: Oh. So you... Don't need my help, then?
0: I, I do, actually, because... Uh, uh, well, do you know anything about... Um, uh, how would you go about like assimilating a library into an existing arcane structure?
1: What is it you want, exactly?
0: Um, see... Imagine there was a whole distinct entity and then suddenly it wasn't that anymore. It was accessible, all the stuff... Inside was still inside of it, only it's now attached to, uh, something else.
1: Ah. So you've suddenly acquired a huge amount of information that you need collating and filing.
0: Yes. Kind of.
1: Bad luck, then. No, I don't need... I'm not a librarian. Look,
0: please, I don't know who else to ask. You've got to hold forums worth of people. But none of them know about the Arcane the way you do. It's never been the focus of their study the way it's been the focus of
1: yours. So, what do you want me to do?
0: I don't know exactly, but I think there's a way that you could go in and look, see what you can find.
1: Go in? I am an academic, not some kind of tomb raider.
0: Well, you're a ghost, right? So you can enter arcane spaces even when they're not trying to be physical.
1: In theory, yes, So
0: theoretically, I could let you go into this library thing that's attached to this other arcane thing, and you could look around and try to find out what's inside it. (laughs)
1: This is madness. A thousand times more unhinged than anything Madame Marie ever suggested. Anything could happen in there. Arcane artifacts are unpredictable and changeable. There's no telling what could happen if you tried to interact with one, let alone if you went inside of one. You're already dead. How much worse can it get? Considering I was perfectly happy before you and your sister showed up and started pestering me, I know it's possible for it to be better... If it can be better, it can also be worse. I'm not sure if that logic checks out, but I see where you're coming from, yeah. Don't you have other ghosts that serve you? Well, yes, but... But you're not willing to risk them by sending them into an unknown arcane library. It's not
0: that. They've been a part of the forums for a long time, but they don't understand it. They're not arcanists. There are arcanists in there, sure, but they're not like... They don't study the craft. It's not their job. They can describe what they see, but not much
1: beyond that. What gives you the impression that I would be any better? Just...
0: M um, Madame Marie, when she was stuck and confused, it was you she turned to.
1: Well, that's not strictly true.
0: But it is. She went to you to try and get you to share notes, didn't she?
1: Well, yes. But as I've told you before, I never really gave her much. That's not what we do as Arcanists. Yeah, I
0: know. Yeah,
1: go. You can just... Go. It's not a risk to anyone now. You've done an excellent job of containing it, and... No, just go, go. All right, all right. This, this feels... bad.
0: Um, I don't know I could ask Oliver, but there's no way I'm letting him look in there. No way in any hell. I can't ask Anna or Kitty. I don't know what to do. I don't know. M turns to Julius, but he's right. He didn't let her. So, who else? N- Nagisa? Mm-hmm. This is truly an experience. Uh, it's sort of. Bubbling. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I think I'm just gonna. Mm, go and shower. Maybe some of this feeling will pass. Yeah, that's why. Oh no, thank you. I'm gonna do that. That's what I'm gonna do. Good night, faithful listeners. Aaron Wolf as Strife and Brandon Fields as Julius Hughes. If you enjoy the show and want early access and bonus content, you can help us by supporting the show on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash saw Studios. Spirit Box Radio is recorded in front of a dead studio audience.
1: Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods,